Have you ever wondered why people who struggle with addiction keep going back to it over and over? Did you know showing someone you care for them can make an enormous impact in them seeking help and getting into recovery? Stay tuned in this episode of The One in Five as we talk about recovery, peer support, and we see one woman's heart to help others out of addiction and another woman's heart to raise up peer supporters across Montana. Hey y'all, welcome to The One in Five, the show for those who want to know how to be healthy, how to stay healthy, and how to promote health in your community. I'm your host, Adam Renshaw, and in today's show, we have Pam Ponich, licensed clinical professional counselor, and Rowanna Gets Down Often, certified peer support specialist, motherhood is sacred certified parenting facilitator, indigenous doula, and master Narcan trainer, and general overall superwoman, and we're going to be talking about peer support. Thanks for having us. <laughs> that was quite the intro, yeah, huh? Yeah, right? It. Gosh. You follow me around and just say that. <laughs> Everyone, please welcome Rowanna. Rowanna, Rowanna, Rowanna. But I call you Rokisha. We should just go ahead and tell everybody who's listening right now. Rokisha or Ruth or... She doesn't like Roxana, but sometimes she gets Roxana. And what do you call me, Rowanna? Alejandro. Alejandro. <laughs> but my friends call me Alejandro. <laughs> yeah, it's so great to have you guys um, here. Uh, we're going to be talking about peer support and um, what it is. And I, I think that term can be quite confusing to some people. Um, so... Rowanna, would you just go ahead and explain what peer support is? Sure. Um, it's an honor to explain peer support. Um, it's an honor to be a peer support specialist. A peer support specialist is a person with that lived experience who has been trained to support those who struggle with mental health, psychological trauma, or substance use. Their personal experiences of these challenges provide peer support specialists with expertise and professional training that professional training cannot replicate. Gotcha. So thanks for the Webster's. <laughs> uh, now, as a peer support specialist, can you explain maybe how it works, like practically? Well, what do you do? Like, like I just get down to their level, like. At any level of of struggle, you know, I've been there, done it a few times just to make sure that, you know, that wasn't. <laughs> that it wasn't the wrong path? Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, you know, to I do have that empathy. I know what it's like to have absolutely nothing, to not know what you're going to feed your children, to not, you know, to run from your kids because... You know, the things, you're just so overwhelmed with life and the struggles that you just run, you know, and that's where a lot of people lose their self-worth or, you know, their confidence and their, just their hope. And, and it's hard to get back up. 
it's hard to um to get that self worth and and you know that self esteem back and the courage even and so that's why you know like this community is just so plagued with you know there's an epidemic of drugs and alcohol and just and it's because they're hopeless and when they do want the help you know, I'm proof that you can recover life is obtainable so and it's a small rural community so like I'm you know I'm there just to let them know that they're capable um not to do things for them but just to stand beside them and and let them know, you know, help them dig out information or just pray with them or just listen, just be their friend that mm. they need. So it's it's designed to help people with substance use disorder, right, this peer support program? Not just substance use. Um, at any level of struggle, you know, everything. Like if you don't know how to just... You're afraid to discipline your child if you don't know how hmm. to, um, you know, just give them the structure um, because, you know, just the society and what they expect out of you. And, like, you can't even spank your child anymore without, you know, somebody threatening you. Sure. You know, just, um, and then they let their kids run all over them and then they feel... Like, they're not parenting well, and they're, you know, just every single level of life, so. And as a peer support specialist, one of the things that um, is a requirement is for you to have walked through certain life experiences. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Like, not knowing how to discipline your child. (laughs) (laughs) Potentially, right? Yeah. Like, like I got after my son one time for, for... for instance, um, for an example, I we were in a dental facility and I got after my son for not sitting still and and I just said you better you know just kind of put it, try to put him in check. And this lady that was in there said, "You speak to, you speak like that to that young man again, and I'm turning you into CPS." You know, and then so that freaked me out. You know, and so I just totally was afraid to even get mad at my child. You know. Oh, man. And and then I saw that with a mother that she had absolutely no control over her child. You know, this was not long, not too long ago, and she just was so afraid for his future. You know, and so she's just like, "What do I do?" You know, just like every aspect of life. You know, there's just everybody's struggling, whether it be spiritual, mm. financial, you know, physical, like everything. Pam, can you tell us a little bit about the heart behind peer support? Sure, absolutely. Uh, You know, peer support is, um, I mean, I I really think that besides, you know, having someone to to be there um, in support of your challenges, as Rowanna said, um, who's walked through similar challenges, um, it's, uh, it's really, uh, it's kind of a, a reciprocal relationship, right? More lateral than, um, we, we tend to traditionally think about helping professionals, you know, with 
with clinical licenses like mine. Um, sure. Right? And uh, peer support, I, I, and I firmly believe this as one <laughs> with the clinical license for many years, um, is uh, can be so, so much more beneficial, really, because um, peer supporters are, you know, coming to others um, on the same level. It's not hierarchical. It's not any sense of, you know, I know what's right. I'm going to, you know, get you there. Um, but it's just, it's all about meeting, um, meeting others where they are um, as, you know, really as a partner, as a, you know, a support with, with really true empathy, because again, they've been there. Um, and, um, it's, uh, the, the heart is, is so much about, uh, you know, ap- appreciating the, the road that they've traveled and, um, wanting that for others, you know, wanting, wanting to, to find, um, a, a better life, you know, a happier place, a I healthier place. I love it. And without having to be a patient, you know, sure. like not have to be, um, go to a, like a legal department where they're afraid to be turned into like CPS or sure. um, the public assistance where they'll be cut off or, you know, to have to see a doctor or, you know, just somebody that can just, that understands and um, that can direct you into the best path with sincere, you know, understanding of of what they're going through, without having to see a doctor or or sure. a lawyer or you know someone intimidating. Yeah, you know, I went through a. I don't know if I ever told you. I think I did. I don't know if you know Pam, but I I went through a, a eight month treatment I don't know if you'd even call it treatment it's it's called U-Turn for Christ um and uh it was down in Colorado Springs but they're all over the United States um and uh it's it has this similar concept of peer support um you you walk through a part of the program and you sort of get elevated to a leadership piece and it's not after very long so like when you think of like putting someone in leadership who who struggled with addiction in the past, like that's like a three to five year road. Right. Mm-hmm. But it, it happens right away because of the realization that um, people who are best equipped to help others in this space are people who have walked through it before. And so it sounds like peer support is very similar to that. Am I on the right track with Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Exactly yeah. what it is. Okay. Awesome. Uh, so we're on it. Let's, let's just stay in the, the, since I just shared a little bit about my struggle with substance use, let's just stay in the substance use uh, disorder realm for just a second. Can you give me some practical ways about how peer support can help those who are struggling with SUD? Well, what keeps a person in, you know, in SUD is the traumas that they faced, or the the disappointments of whether it be a family member or with themselves, you know, not accomplishing, or um, you know, losing somebody, grief, 
all that, you know. So um, the biggest part for me was forgiveness. You know, it's hard to forgive yourself and others. And with that, you know, just in your head all the time, you know, just it's easier to numb yourself or, you know, not deal with it. And just, so just helping people realize that they can forgive and that 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 peace after they're able to forgive somebody, you know, that's, um, that's a good step, you know, when you're helping somebody with SUD so that they can, that they know they're worthy of that peace. And, um, when, gosh, for myself, um, I was a meth addict for 30 years, so I got to a point where I didn't want to quit. I wasn't worthy. I wasn't capable. Um, you know, I wasn't going to waste my time or just waste anybody else's time with me because I'd already given my, you know, given up so so many years to that. And so, you know, I know a lot of them with that so many years in substance use disorder feel that way they don't have that self-worth that courage that um that hope you know and you can be a voice that says you're worth it yes i know from experience yeah that's almost word for word what i say too you know yeah you're so worth it you know you you are capable you know you know i i came from a very supportive family um I can't imagine what it would have been like for me if I didn't have a supportive family. I'm just going to tell this story about a way that I saw how this peer support can um, intervene uh, in a very practical way. And it was, I was at the park with my son playing Frisbee. And there's Rokisha. And she's with her grandkids, and she's playing with her grandkids, and it was great. I got to say what up and say hi and see you and, and play play with my son a bit and uh, see you sharing joy uh, and joyful experiences with, with your family. And then uh, you could see her coming from a mile away, uh, a, a young lady who was obviously impaired, um, by what we don't I don't know um but she comes walking through the park and I see Rowanna see it immediately and walk right up to her and I I couldn't hear your guys's conversation but I did hear one thing at the very end you talked I don't know maybe for five or ten minutes with her um and basically I, I'm going to paraphrase. I don't remember exactly what you said, but it was hit me up when you're ready. And that right there is something that can be extremely powerful for somebody knowing that there's somebody there when they're ready. She wasn't ready. I don't, I'm pretty sure she wasn't ready she at that was moment, but ha- hopefully there was a seed planted right at that point where um, she, when she's ready, she'll remember Rowanna's there. Uh, there's somebody that will be there for me. When she I'm is ready. on her seventh session of 
the parenting class. Are you kidding me? You never told me that. No. Thank yeah. you. Yep. That's super cool. She. It took a couple of tries after that. What what you'd witness, but yeah, she she reached out again when she was ready, and each time you just you just welcome them back in yes. with love and just you know I tell them it took me I bet you two hundred tries. Just keep trying, you know. Same. And if when I hear I fell off, you know, like it's all right, you know, get up. That's right. You know, get up. You can do this, you know. And let's pray. Should we pray? You know, that conversation that day actually went um, a lot like, you know, she was asked for a cigarette. And I said, I don't smoke anymore. She's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I never thought I was strong enough, you know. I said, I bet you think you're not strong enough to, you know, do something like that, too. She said, no. And I said, where are you going? And she said, um, I'm going to go to town pump and you know, try to get a beer. And I said, well, I said, are you going to go see your kids first? Where's your kids, you know? And she said, yeah, I'm going to go see them next, or maybe I'll go there first. And I said, that, that beer can wait, you know? Go see oh. your kids, you know? And, and But, you know, if you decide to, um, you know, whenever you're ready, I said, hit me up. Or she, she said, you know, I need to quit. You know, yes, I need to quit. I shouldn't be after that beer. And I said, well, whenever you're ready, I said, hit me up. But I bet your kids miss you. you know? oh my There's God. not a minute that goes by that they don't think about you. So, you know, go say hi to them real quick because you're already on your way that direction. And so. And you were uh, able to say that because you knew from experience. Yeah. Well, and you just mentioned something, Adam, that's um, really a, a, an important part, piece of, of peer support, too. And. Um, that's just a, such a great example that you bring up because it's it's really about um, going into the community, you know. Um, yeah, you know, peer support specialist might have a an office space or in in Rowena's um, situation, she's also managing our new drop-in center, the Hope Center here in Hardin, um, that you know that folks can come to. But every morning before she starts her day, she goes walks the community goes mm. into the park where she knows you know folks are hanging out um where there's an opportunity to just again say hey i'm here um you know maybe give them some some items you know that they might need but but she's she's a great example of going to to you know to where the community folks are That's they don't awesome. have to come they don't have to make an appointment and come right. to a clinic right and um, also, you know, I, I know Ron is very good at um, continuing to reach out to people just to say, hey, you know, send them a text or, you know, Facebook message and say, just thinking about you again when you're ready. You know, That's huge. It's huge. Yeah. It's huge. I, Absolutely. I just like to share with you guys that um, it really motivated me. I was away in Denver for my grandchild's surgery for a week and. So I wasn't in the area, but Monday morning, like I always do every morning before I go to the office, I'll go through the park and by town pump and I'll check on the homeless there, you know, see if they need anything. Because first thing in the morning is where you want to catch them, where you want to plant that seed, where you want to let them know, hey, you know, I notice you. Hey, you're important. Why why first thing in the morning? What is it about that? Is it because they're... 
because they just woke up. Okay, it's before they get their their hustle going and they and they get their first drink. You know, it's they need some nourishment, you know, for their spirit and for their you know for their body. So I'll give them water, coffee, something to eat, a prayer, and just some some love, some acknowledgement in the morning and so when I got back Monday I was gone for like a week and a half and I get back Monday and I pull up beside him and two of the girls ran over you're back oh uh, they noticed that they you were gone you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's yeah. so huge mm-hmm. you know and they're just like a month ago there was one homeless that said I'm almost ready he'd always say I'm almost ready and then he had a bed date. He missed it. That's okay. And, you know, but that much closer. That's escalating to now. There's three homeless out there saying, I'm re- I'm almost ready. Wow. I'm almost ready. You know, so that unconditional love and that acknowledgement, it's how you win them back because they don't have that love anymore. They don't have that self-worth anymore. But... They're worthy of it, and it's you can plant that seed. You can, you know. So besides, you know, that unconditional love um, that that Rowena and other peers really, you know, put out there um, when you're asking about what you know, how how do they help with with the substance use disorder challenges, and um, what Rowena is talking about right now is. Um, you know, just talking to them about p- the potential of going to treatment, and if that's something that Kay. they w- they would like to do, if they're ready to do that, um, she's got resources, different different places, um, uh, transportation, mm-hmm. um, access, uh, and you know that that could be an, an extreme if someone was ready to go into you know uh, several month long treatment. Sure. Center, but but also, you know, maybe are you ready to maybe just talk to someone, you know, an addiction counselor, um, a mental health counselor. Uh, Rowena touched on this, but what we know in in this work now and and more and more is that, you know, substance use disorder is is really a it's a symptom. It's a symptom of trauma, for the most part, right? And that. Um, you know, potentially there there was a choice, you know, to, to take that drink, you know, to 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 use, but then it be, then it's no longer a choice. It's a brain disease, and um, there's a lot of trauma underneath that, you know, that's been being sure. self medicated, right, and covered up. And so there's um, again, it's just that really appreciating, you know, the whole person and where they come from, and um, you don't have to get a whole social history written down to know that they're coming um, from a lot of, of challenges in their life and honoring that. And um, again, you know, with the relationship that um, peers can, can make with, um, with folks in the community, they could potentially be kind of that, uh, that bridge, you know, that conduit to other resources, other services um, that might be um, needed, might be appropriate. Sometimes just just having a peer in their lives is enough. Sure, sure. Right? And that again, like Rona's talking about, they can. She's really led people, um, you know, to to a much safer place of of working on their their substance use challenges and their trauma. 
It's amazing. It really is. Um, Pam, <clears throat> you are working on one of your big things is training peer support specialists, right? Mm-hmm. And so you've been working on this um, this this peer support training hub. Can you tell us a little bit about that? You bet. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very exciting. Uh, one of my, one of my passions actually, um, before I came to One Health, I, um, I was part of getting a federal SAMHSA grant, um, for the state where, um, I was, I was very much pushing, um, peer support services across the state and with providers that were interested, um, in, in writing proposals for this grant. And one of the things I found was that, um, providers and others were a little bit um, reticent to bring peer supporters, you know, into their agency or partner with peer support specialists um, because they, well, just, just different, um, you know, different things that, that might've felt like they were more difficult um, to deal with, you know, the, the training being one. Um, And, and uh, that there's pockets around the state of, of good peer support, but it's pretty rare. And um, that's actually what, what led me to One Health. And my position is as the clinical super supervisor for the peer support specialists. Um, and that's a requirement that the state has for certified peer support specialists. Um, and so one of the things that, that we decided to do is to create... Um, like a, a professional development hub, training hub um, for peer supporters and and really others um, that are working um, with with folks with substance use um, disorder issues and challenges, um, and, and and specifically in the in the perinatal period. Sure. Um, though it's um it's become broader than that, but um, we call it uh, the peer support training and learning um collaborative yeah p.s tlc <laughs> get it okay because peer supporters Post give a lot of tlc tender loving care that's right <laughs> um so the p.s tlc is it's currently actually a facebook group it will eventually be um linked with the one health website um and it we're bringing just different uh, professional development opportunities that are available um, across the state and nationally to one place so that people can go there and see what's available. Um, We've also started uh, a monthly live webinar series. Um, We we started with uh, Dr. Sarah Reese, um, who's a a psychologist out of Bozeman, um, who's a perinatal mental health specialist. So really talking about how to, how to work with, with moms and dads, um, who, you know, who are expecting children or have young children, um, and are also struggling with substance use challenges and how to, how to really support them and get them, um, all the help and the support, uh, they need to have the healthiest baby, um, and families. So, um, that was exciting. We're, we're going to start, um, actually Megan Doyle is going to be um, one of our our highlights this month, and so is Rowanna. She doesn't know it yet, but now she does. Um, <laughs> as we're really going to give an overview of peer support specialists um, and and what peer support is to other um, 
other people in the profession, um, doctors, psychologists, therapists, because okay. not a lot of people really know a lot about peer support and how to integrate them um, into their work and how to how to access them and, and what they are and what they're not. Um, sure. So having that um, that overview and then we're going to have peer support specialists um, from across the state do a panel about their experiences and then uh, really asking um uh, doing a lot of outreach to peer support specialists across the state and saying, you know, um, what do you need in terms of professional development and making that happen, but also um, working toward a community of peer support specialists so that they can um, know each other and use each one another for resources. We'll have we'll have some live um, ongoing live meetings where it's just question answer. I can perform. Um, excuse me. I can provide clinical uh, supervision sure. to folks who still need that um, as part of their certification. Um, so just really to build that community. Peer supporters supporting one another. That's right. That PS last piece, huh? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> that's really cool. I think that's really honorable uh, work, uh, Pam. And, and guys, I th we're really close to being out of time here. Um, so, but, I do have a bunch of other questions. Maybe we'll just save them for a part two at at a different time. But before we go, I just want to mention a couple of key takeaways here um, that were mentioned in in conversation. And uh, so, key takeaway number one is uh, peer supporters are equals that operate laterally. This is not a hierarchical system that has been set up that one person is over another. Correct. Correct. Okay. The heart of peer support is service and help. It's to help others in whatever they're struggling with, Everything. whether it be SUD or parenting or uh, dealing with trauma that has taken place uh, in the past. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Relationships. Mental health Everything. challenges. Yes. For sure. For all, sure. All of the above. Uh, takeaway number three, people need to know someone is there for them and someone cares. This can be a motivator to recovery. Yeah. Takeaway four, a peer support specialist has access to resources and can connect those struggling with those resources. Absolutely. And then this, this thread was in there the whole time, you guys, and we never really talked about it, but you guys touched on it a couple of times. Um, being a good parent is a huge motivator for those wanting to get into recovery. Is that correct? It is. Absolutely. I can tell you personally, it was for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had two youngins at the time, really young. One wasn't even a year old when I went in and that was very difficult for me. I missed the first birthday for that one. And so, yeah, I get it. I totally get it. So, that's that's really huge. Do you guys have any parting thoughts before we go? Anything you want to leave our listeners with? Just that if you know somebody struggling at any level, you know, it's always easier to, it's not easier to just share, but point them in my direction. I hope you enjoyed learning a little bit about peer support through conversation and story today. 
I'm personally thankful for Rowanna, Pam, and all the others who are engaged in this vital work. Remember, peer support specialists are here to stand side by side with those having substance use challenges, those who need to get into 12-step AA or NA programs. They offer recovery fitness groups, grief and loss groups, recovery doula support through pregnancy, birth, and postpartum care. They are trained in Narcan administration and can train others. If you know someone who could benefit from these services, please reach out to Pam or Rowanna at pam.ponich at 1chc.org or rowanna.getsdownoften at 1chc.org. They'd love to hear from you. And that concludes this episode of The One in Five, the show for those who want to know how to be healthy, how to stay healthy, and how to promote health in your community. If you found this content beneficial, please follow this podcast. If you listen on Apple Podcasts or a platform that allows reviews, would you leave us a review? If you have any questions or would like to suggest a topic for us to discuss, you can email me at adam.renshaw at 1chc.org. Stay tuned. We have some great health topics coming your way.